listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Live from the treehouse. Another chronicle. Another day, another episode. But this one's a little bit different because we have two additional guests in addition to myself and El Compita Enrique, alias El Chicle Lugo. Aquí estamos. Al 100, 100. Tenemos a nuestra señora. Bro. This is a you better watch what you say today. Deluxe. You better watch what you say today because our better halves are here in the Christmas mm, tree today. They're within is, arm's reach. Uh, yeah, she can punch me. She bo both of these ladies can yeah. punch me, so I have to make sure I speak in terms that are very, you know, appropriate. Yeah. Be nice, ladies and gentlemen. We're here in the Treehouse Treehouse Chronicles number episode number four. This one's going to be dealing with the question of the week we had maybe two weeks ago. Los spooky stories, ghosts, goblins, ghouls, and the paranormal. Mm -hmm. Who's with us, Chicle? Go ahead. Well. Go ahead. On my side of the treehouse. In this corner, we have my wife, Selena. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> she hails from the sack town, you know. 219. Oh, no. What's 219? I don't even I don't know. know. The 219 slap. 916. Get that bro. right. Come okay. on, dog. Get that right. 916. Nate Diaz, the yeah. 209 slap. Pop. No. My He's bad. a little further south. Fresno? Where's he from? Uh, I think the boys are from Stockton. Oh, the Stockton slap. Gracias. Yeah. Oh, dang. They went on my jujitsu affiliation. And, uh, did you know, Go ahead. fun fact, Sacramento, no potholes. Nowhere. No potholes. Uh, welcome Nowhere. to two streets off of Third Avenue. <laughs> Hashtag all of the potholes. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is the pinchy mayor lives right down the street, bro. Oh, so you know it's not like, you know, pork barrel spending on her, like in her best interest. Because this street sucks, man. I, I've gotten flat tires on my bicycle. Oh. That's not here nor there. Hey. Sitting in this corner. You get, you get flat tires on your bike. Pretty yeah, much. but that's a national city, city, playboy. All over the city. <laughs> national city. In my corner. Who you got? The one, the only, backed by popular demand, <laughs> Miruka, yeah. Cristal. Oh. Go ahead, Chris. Let's say something nice. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> A round of applause for the wives, our better halves here today, Zelina and Crystal. We brought them in because they're very knowledgeable in the topic that we're going to be discussing today. Which topic is that? The topic of phenomenons, mm -hmm. a goose and goblins. We kind of got into it on the last episode that you and I were both here with. A little bit. Le saqué decirte todo el pedo, dog. I mean, I know, I know wifey comes from a household where her house is haunted, bro. She says she's not scared because it's people in her family that are visiting. I'm fucking petrified. I, there's a lot of reasons I don't like going over there. That's one of them. But Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're going to use this goat. We're going to use the ghost as a scapegoat uh -huh. in order to be there. But hey, first off, how are you guys doing? How are the Lugos doing today? Good. We're good. Yeah, good. Hanging in there. You know, school. Selena's been hanging out at the house for a little bit, working on some art. We got a little project with the arts organization. It's a combo package. I, I yeah. Selena was telling me that it's like a husband and wife deal. Yeah. Tell me more. Well, it's like the first official, official thing that we do as as professional artists together. 
Neta, this is like the oh wow. All yeah, because right. everything we've done before has been more like informal, you know, in the community, not necessarily like we were hired to do it. It was more like we just went for it and did something and called our troops out. This time, uh, we were contacted and encouraged to apply for this position. So we interviewed, we had a really cool experience of going through the memory bank and, and filling out our resumes, like updating it and realizing like, oh shit, like we've done a couple things here. You guys had to apply for the position. Yeah. yeah. So we applied, we interviewed. How exciting was that? It was cool. I mean, it's just like, it's it's just another level, right? So right. it's just like, oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. You had to tap into nervous. some old school. I was nervous. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like a full on, like serious interview. Because you're yeah. you you're, you're used to a a path uh, laced in gold, chicle, right. where you simply just Red like say, "Hi, mm-hmm. I'm Enrique Lugo the seventh, alias El Chicle. <laughs> Please provide me with all of the things." And you're when this time you had to fill some papers out, you had to dot yeah. some I's, cross some T's, and and I think too, yeah, it had been a while. It had been a while since having to put our resumes together, and I think because it was the first time that. The two of us were doing something together. It was it was different, you know, so exciting, but also like, man, like I want to make sure we we nail this one. The family who fills out resumes together ultimately stays together. I'm pretty sure. That's right. I'm pretty sure. Who does that? I think Socrates <laughs> said that once upon a time on the Mount Olympus and the pillars of Olympia. But now, yeah. man, that's fucking exciting. Yeah. I don't know if I could work with wifey. I ain't going to lie to you. She's very hardcore in the way she operates her household, so I can only imagine how she'd... Once upon a time, truth be told, yeah. wifey and I had a business, a cleaning business, Global oh. Janitorial Services. Así se llamaba. Nice. Oh, my God. ¿Cómo se llamaba? I don't even remember. Damn, se llamaba Global Janitorial Services, and uh, we operated a cleaning service, and boy, was my wifey anal. <laughs> she regulated. Beyond necessary rules of engagement of regulation, she would like, I was like, oh my God, I'm just trying to clean this. <laughs> get out. We, we, yeah, I was trying to clean and get out and let's keep it moving. And it was like, before we had kids, before kids were even an option, like we never really thought about having children. So we had little ventures and then we, we used to smoke weed all the time. We used to drink and smoke and watch movies and lay down on the couch. And that was our daily habit. I would come home, home from work. She would come home from work. We'd have dinner. We'd lay on the couch. What are we watching today? Boom, entourage. <laughs> you know, whatever. Ari Gold, what a douchebag. Pinche pelon. And that was it, you know? And then we're like, let's do something. So we opened a, a little uh, a cleaning service, like a, a janitorial service where we catered to restaurants, one in specific, Anthony's Fish Grotto. Oh, you yeah. know, that was, that was in the, one of the accounts that we'd have. Ultimately, um, other accounts in East County. And that's when we're like, is, is, the juice, oh, yeah. is the juice worth the squeeze? You know? Mm-hmm. We really enjoyed our time off at the latter part of this venture, Crystal got pregnant um, and it just became overwhelming, you know? Because oh, I was still working. Remember, we were still working and I was and I was pregnant. I was, we were still working. Yeah, and, and it just became, out. It, yeah, oh. she, she said, is my yummy vieja dog. I was like, am I working her too hard? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> but I got a glimpse of how she operates. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, thank you. I mean, we've always known we can't do the amazing race together. Oh, no. Yeah, you know? no, we would we would probably get a divorce because that yeah, like I mean I can't even help her log into her email. Oh, yeah. I, really <laughs> I always tell wife he's like you can tell how strong a relationship is as soon as there's an emergency at an airport when you're trying to figure out where you got to yeah. go and you're running behind schedule. It's like now we find out mm. now we find out what everyone's made out of. We got five minutes to get 
fucking half a mile across this airport and onto a plane. Let's see how people freak out, you know? <laughs> and now here we are. We've traveled a lot. We've worked. You know, we've, we've made it out the other side. We've made it through a pandemic. True statement, we made out a pandemic. I feel like we can make it out of anything. I feel yeah. like at this yeah. point, we've, we've gone through the thick and the thin. We've got through the annoyingness, like everything. Like we've, we've been there and done that. It's like, I feel like we're probably, unfortunately, going to be together for the rest of our lives. Unfortunately for, for her. Unfortunately. Because for me, is is <laughs> nothing but sherry pies. We good. I want to take this, point, this uh, moment to say... This episode and every episode moving forward is brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper. What is Grasshopper, you might ask? It's a long fucking ovation. Grasshopper is a local cannabis dispensary. It will be opening in the second quarter of this year, but currently they are available to distribute, to deliver, and bring cannabis in any method, form, or way that you'd like it. Edible, wax, flour, They'll bring it to your doorstep. Moving forward, we'll be able to provide you discounts and giveaways. But for now, thank you, Grasshopper, for being a part of the Emo Brown family. We're very selective on who we take. And when I heard of a Chula Vista company wanted to link up with us, I was like, dog. and you know what? I'm going to smoke a little joint because what we're going to talk about today you got to be high to, you got to be super high to believe what's going on today, bro. Because I'm, I'm going to be the first to tell you I don't believe in this shit that we're going to talk about today. Real talk. Mm, really? And Real it's weird that you want to talk about it. Yeah. It, it's always interested me. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, my mind is provoked by many things. I like the inner workings of criminal organization. I like how the parallels are to like a, like a legit business, like a Fortune 500 company. I like the inner workings of like a, how a cartel works from the floor to the top. Like if you just took away whatever units or whatever they sold, you'd be like, oh, wow, that's a well-run organization. That interests me. So I watch a lot of documentaries. I watch a lot of movies. Ghosts, the paranormal, also interests me, you know, but it's, I can, a criminal organization is, you can touch it. Lo, lo puedes tocar, wey. It's something there. It's tangible. It's in your face. You know it's around you. It's like, oh, look, there it is. <laughs> but, but it's like ghosts, ghouls, goblins, and paranormal shit. It's like all hearsay where it's like, ah, yo conozco una tía que me dijo este pedo. I know this that does that. I know that that knows this. I need to hear some hard, solid, factual stories. Which is why we brought our ladies today, because you girls are haunted, and I want to hear more about it. Wait, but before they share, didn't you tell me a story? Like you've had stuff. But remember to the you. story I told you. The, the no, story I told. There was another one you told me. The story I told you. That okay, we're gonna go into. We're gonna get into. Primeramente, let's take a cheers real quick. We're gonna. We're drinking a little bit of whiskey and some rompope. What are you drinking? Coquito. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, all you in, and let's enjoy this little drink. All right. Mm. Ah, we no mames. Ya empezamos mal. The story I shared with you last time, one of the most vivid stories that I could share. I have two, but this one was so real. I was watching TV, and it's one of those moments when you're watching TV, and Netflix comes on and say, hey, are you still watching us? Should I turn you off? Or you still-? And, and I guess I was in that zone. I watched like three or four episodes of whatever documentary and I fell asleep, but I was in that, I think I'm awake, I think I'm asleep. And I felt something on my chest and I couldn't move. And I tried to scream and nothing came out. So it was like, I had paralysis and I had to, I wiggled myself off of the couch and I tried to like, like squirm my way to the bedroom, but something grabbed me, pulled me back, threw me on the couch and I started all over again. I went through that episode like three or four times before I actually woke up and I would keep waking up in my head. I thought I was waking up 
And I would wake up to the same scenario where I was like, what the fuck? So I'd like, try to wiggle myself out of the bed and wiggle myself into the bedroom and scream like, ah, help, I can't. Because you know when you're in that situation, you can't scream, you can't talk, you can't do anything. You just feel like a pressure. So for me, that's not really like a, a paranormal moment. More so a, uh, just a, 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 a capture where I, I couldn't get up and move. Mm-hmm. Paralysis way. Mm-hmm. And then I've read, and it says, oh, it's con pinche demonio se pucho tu pecho, dog. He fucking had a ghoul or a goblin. What are those called? Uh, an incubus. An incubus was on your chest, and you couldn't move. Right, right, I, I couldn't right. believe it, dog. I mean, that's for me, that's the most vivid. I've had a couple of those in my life. Yeah. Those what are vivid. The, the one you told me, the, the towel ended up in You want that one, doggy? <laughs> Let me tell you a story about that. In this that house. One, that one, I feel like, I mean, that's a... That was scary. As much proof as you need. That was scary. But Chris, nah, Crystal's going to tell you otherwise. Okay. In this home that we live in, we've been in, I've had this house since the year 2000. And the only other owner was a person um, who owned it prior to us who actually built the house. In this oh, wow. community, the majority of the homes on this block are built by the original owners. They sold them mm-hmm. a plot of land and they would actually create and build and pull off this, this property. Um, the Sorensen family is who we bought this house off in the year 2000. They built this house in 1955 or 57. No me acuerdo the way. Um, long story short, the owners passed away in the house. Mm-hmm. Así fue el pueblo. When, you were, when I was filling out the contract, the paperwork for ownership and transfer of deeds, whatever, there was like a section on there. Has anyone passed away in the home? Mm-hmm. And it was checked yes. And I was like, oh, a la verga, ¿qué pasó aquí? And I was like, I didn't tell nobody. I, you know, Crystal wasn't, we weren't together yet. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it was just at me at that time. And, and and I lived here with a couple of roommates. But then, you know, we, we started dating about a year later. And then uh, she came over one night. And, you know, as young frivolous couples do, we decided to bathe together, take a shower together. And in preparation of the shower and hanging out and, you know, being romantic, whoop de woo we lit candles in the restroom and the bathroom that we were, remember that? I'm going to take a giggle as a yes. <laughs> so we built, we had candles, we had our That's towels. <laughs> it sounds cheesy, but yeah. we had towels in the restroom there in the bathroom. We're taking a shower, wah, wah, wah. I put the towels in the bathroom. I put the towels in the bathroom. When I tell you that, it's because I remember grabbing them and putting them in the bathroom. They were there. I remember I lit the fucking candles. The candles were lit. I turned off the lights. Like, these are all check boxes. They're boxes that I checked in my mind. Like, these are all done. Boom, boom, boom. And then we went into the shower, you know, it's talking about, like, live things, you know, babies, whatever, whatever things, you know, whatever. Small talk. <laughs> Small talk, baby. A pillow talk, standing up. I saw the um, the flicker of a candle. Yeah. Mm. It kind of went, like if it had a sound, that's the sound it would make. The pinchy, yeah. la, 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 you know, the veladora just kind of went, like a, a, a gust of wind went through it and just kind of blew it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You know, I'm in the zone. What the fuck do I care? You know, light goes out, light goes out. But then we were done. Wah, wah, wah. It was a bachelor house, Chicle and Selena. It was a bachelor pad. So this was not like your normal, like, oh, let's go into the foyer and have a piece of cheese. No way. It was the living room had a fucking pool table in it, bro. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was no couch. No, it was like a big ass, pinky, gaudy fucking TV where dudes would watch football and UFC and a big ass pool table in the living room. So there was like nothing like, oh, what? Um, we got out of the shower. I, I went to go get the towels. Where the fuck are the towels? Like, I put the towels right here. The towels right here. The towels were sprawled out on the pinchy pool table, bro. And I I was freaking out. And Crystal was kind of like, 
I don't think I, sure. I don't know if she was privy to what was going on. She was like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Oh, I put the t- towels here." But oh I, yeah, I remember. And I was like, "I don't know where the towels are. I put the towels here." And then, bro, the towels were in the living room. Ever since then, I've had shit go on in this pad. Not not since we became a family, because we moved out of here and when we got married in 2005, and we lived over on on the the east side of Chula Vista. And then when we sold that house and we moved back here in 2015. Like, we haven't really had anything. No, like, the kids get, like, creeped out. But I don't know, because I don't talk to them about, you know, ghosts or anything mm-hmm. like that. Because, I, you know, growing up, that's all I would hear. And I would get scared. And so I don't do that to my boys. But they'll be like, I don't know. they, I don't know if they sent something. Mm-hmm. but It's an old house. But, yeah, but I'm like, I'm like well, everything's okay. Like, no, there's nothing going on. Like, thank goodness, like, nothing has happened. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if they sense anything, but... With nothing has happened. Nothing weird, nothing outlandish. Certain things here and there that happen. If I'm alone, like when they go away to Utah, I'm scared of shit, bro. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'll, Are you no, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but so you but even you after believe. that experience, you don't believe in? No, I don't know. So I mean, why are you scared? Uh, of? What about what are you scared about? The unknown, bro. Just like anything what? else. You know what I think he just tries to talk himself out of it. Because then we start thinking, like, wait, are you sure you brought the towels back? Because I remember at one point that day or that night, he had gone out because someone was at the door. Mm. And then I'm like, did you leave them there? It's like, why would it? And I, t- I remember telling him, like, like why would I take the towels out there to answer the door? Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, no. And these towels on the pool table were like sprawled out, bro. Like, it was like. And I was like, all right, what's going on here? That, he wouldn't take the time to do that. Yeah, I he was just like toss them, if anything. That kind of freaked me out. That, that, that kind <laughs> of freaked me out a little bit. And that that forever put that 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 thought of like, oh, shit, there's some shit going on here. You know, there's something going on here. But fortunately, knock on wood, nothing too crazy. At my other house, at my parents' house in Benita, I've had a couple of things. But I want to divert to you guys because I know... I know Selena's got some stories. <laughs> I was at your pad the other day when we were making them sweaters, bro. And she started like kind of dipping her toe into Uh-oh. the paranormal story pool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's more here. What's going on? <laughs> Selena, I pass it to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I believe in ghosts. You know, I'm, I'm really like, they exist. So, you know, I'm, but I mean, like for us, I think we had a lot of experiences at our, our first house that we lived in. Um, which is on Winchester Street in Paradise Hills. Winchester! Even before that, when we lived with Bob Rob. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like Winchester Street, like we had like a lot of experience. And that's an old-ass that neighborhood. Very, yeah. That, yeah. And my aunt was yeah. like 1950. So, yeah. No, um, so Enrique used to, at the time, Enrique was working um, night shifts. And so I would be by myself with the kids and, you know, um, Damien and Itzel were, they were babies. So, um, and they had their own room and stuff like that. And so we were sleeping and then all of a sudden, um, you know, like those little toys, those little, it was like a little uh, fire truck toy and it just starts going off, like, eh, like oh, as no. loud as can be, right? And it's just, it's like, like imagine the button just being stuck on it and it's just, it's just going, right? Three in the morning. Yeah, it was like two or three in the oh, morning. And so, it always happens at three in the morning. <laughs> so naturally, right, I, I jump up, like, just out of, you know, like, oh, you know, out of sleep. And, like, I got to find this thing and turn it off, right? So I, I jump up and I go into the room and I, I pick up the, the toy and I'm, like, like trying to look for the, the stop button. And I, I completely t- uh, turn it off. So then I go back to the bed and I lay down and I'm just kind of like, okay, what the fuck just happened? Because right? <laughs> right? it's just like now I'm processing it. It's 
two, three o'clock in the morning uh. and this thing went off, right? So whatever, right? Maybe it the batteries were running weird. I don't know, right? Trying to justify it. Yep. So a few weeks later, same thing, except this time it's, so my kids had like this little, little piano, you know, little toy piano and stuff. So we're sleeping and Rick is at work. And all of a sudden I keep hearing this bing, bing. And, it, and it's like going, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, like, my God. so I wake up and I'm like, what is that, right? So I get up and I'm like going through the house. I go and they had a toy box in the living room. So I opened up the toy box, right? Because I'm following the sound and I find it and I take it out and I look at it. I'm like, okay, like, I don't Here know. Here you are. So I, I, I turned it off and then I go back to the bed, lay down and I'm like, what time is it? Right? Same thing. Two, three o'clock in the morning. So then there was that one. And then there was another time where I remember we were in the living room, Erika and I, and Damien was in the room, in his room. And so you can kind of see the, the kid's room, right? Like from, from the living room. And he was talking to somebody, but he was like looking up and talking to somebody, having a full blown conversation. <laughs> and we're see, like, that's the scariest shit right there. We're like watching him kind of like, who's he talking to? You oh, know, it just kind of, so we've had that stuff happen. And I'm sure it was somebody because we like, even with, that house, we we do know that somebody passed away. Okay. Um, yeah, in the backyard. Yeah, in the backyard. So there's a similarity there. So, you know, mm. I mean, the probability of it being that person, pretty high. But then there was like other, there was like a music box one time. Yeah. Like a really, really, really old music box. Yeah. Just going off randomly. Uh, yeah. Battery operated? No, the, no, the wind, up. wind up kind. <laughs> Which you know, we watch we watch the paranormal shows and they say, Oh, sometimes with the weather and the springs and all that, but this is one of those that like no one had wound it, touched it, nothing. It was yeah. it was an ornament really, you know, and that thing went off. So it was like a sequence of of similar times. Similar things, but all of them, like one of the toys didn't even have batteries. <laughs> that makes That's crazy. See, one of the things that always like, that, that freaks me out the most, um, the scariest movie I've ever seen is The Blair Witch Project. You know, as mm -hmm. basic as it might sound, that the scariest movie I've ever seen is The Blair Witch Project. Yeah. And the scariest scene in that movie is when they're in a tent in the middle of nowhere and they hear little kids laughing and playing outside of their tent. Anytime I watch a movie and I hear that, it just <laughs> freaks me the fuck out. You know, so when you talk about Damien, like having a full blown conversation with something, someone or whatever, that just like brings it full circle. Full, like it just brings it like up, up close and personal. It's like, in la madre. that would scare yeah. my sister. You should have used to have conversations like yeah. that. Like she, my mom. Yeah. My mom and dad would say like in our other house, like um, she would be in the hallway and just like talking. She, she's a little she, she was super little, like two, maybe three years old. And just looking into a room and going, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> Those things freak me out because there's always been like an idea that um, kids are so innocent and there's no layers of new thought to protect them from something else that they call it like a sees it, bro. You know, it's like. Like when they say there's two things that are, that are truth in life. A, a drunk person will tell you the truth and a kid will tell you the truth, you know? So when a kid is like telling you, hey, I have a friend and I'm talking to him. Mm -hmm. You can't see him, but I can see him. And they're right there. For me, Papito, that scares the shit out of me. But that doesn't scare <laughs> Like for me, it doesn't scare me. Like oh. I, I, I embrace it of like, it's a, 
it's an opportunity to kind of tap into that as uh-huh. well. Like, I mean, it's not a bad thing, you know, and, and we've actually, I've had conversations with our kids about it, right? Like sometimes our daughter talks about it, right? Like of having conversations with people. And I think, um, I don't want them being scared of it, you know, like. How do those conversations go? Just more like, you know, it's okay to. Well, she'll tell us like there's a girl in the house and I see her and we always tell her like, well, ask, ask her what's up. Like, what does she need? Where, where is she trying to go? And, um, (laughs) lately it, it like one day recently I was walking from the kitchen to our living room and I saw our daughter just staring and like, like if she was frozen, I was like, Hey, are you, are you okay? He said, come back. He said, come back. She's right there. I was like, well, ask her what she wants. And she's like, what? I was like, just ask her what she needs. Like, ask her what's up. And and then she like snapped out of it and didn't, didn't oh say God. nothing. But like, clearly there's something in our home because even when we first moved in, we've been there for so it'll be the, four the years. Second house uh-huh. in, so. Not Winchester. Yeah, our, new one, Winchester. our new one. When we first moved in, I would plug my, you know, my phone charger and the bed, st- bed stand next to the bed. And a couple of times I would go to school, come back. It would be unplugged. And the first time I just plugged it in. The second time I was like, Selena, did you, <laughs> did you unplug it? Like, you, she's like, no. And I was like, how, how did it become like completely unplugged? And it happened a third time. And so I asked, I told her, like, dude, like, you're messing with me. Like, stop. Why are you unplugging my, my phone charger? Like, just stop playing. Alone. And she's like, no, I didn't touch it. And so and I started feeling like, man, like, maybe there's something else going on. And so I don't know if, like, electricity, for whatever reason, maybe it, it can cause a, a plug to pop out on its own. Calma de Bill Nye. I've never heard that. <laughs> I've never heard that, but... You know, maybe it's, it was a little girl messing with me. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, my gra- my grandma, my tia, used to have that. I lived on Winchester too. So when you say that story, it's like that's an old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I remember they would always tell me a story about their house where um, my cousin would see a little man. Mm-hmm. You know, and they would always see a little man, a little man. This, and it just kind of became one of those stories where it's like a joke, like oh, see, fishy little man, whatever. <laughs> But one of my uncle's like brothers came in and started talking shit like, oh, yeah, if there's a fucking little man, la, 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 whoop the I want to see him, whoop his ass, whatever, like aggressive, like not not like very welcoming. And he was like doing something in the kitchen, like hitting something in the kitchen and like talking shit and that the stove, it just like lashed out at him. Well, he was instigating. Yeah. yeah. So and that's why I feel like I don't I don't want to be scared because I don't want to one for it to be sense like it should be like positive right like hey i don't i don't know why you're here i ain't trying to fuck with you you know Mm -hmm. like let's live together you know like create peace like i I just don't want issues that's (laughs) how i see it like yeah what you got i know you got something crystal oh my god um well so um at my parents house there's there's been quite a few times uh that i've experienced and along with my siblings. Um, I think I must have been maybe 11, 11 years old when my mom's brother passed away. Mm-hmm. And he had he was living with us, but um, when, uh, but 
he well he died at the hospital but any, I remember that night that he had passed away I remember on our for some reason on our on our way home I just you know I was like I kept thinking about him and I'm like I wonder if he's gonna come and visit us since he lived with us you know never at that point never had I ever experienced anything like that how old were you I said 11 you were 11 yeah, about 11 and so I was like okay um so everything was fine. I, my grandpa was living with us at the time and he was really close with him. And um, I don't know how soon after. Um, I remember I was in my room and I had, I don't know, I had this feeling or, you know, that sense that you feel like someone's looking at you. Mm -hmm. So I had that feeling and I remember I, I just turned and looked towards the hallway um, and there was a shadow figure just mm. staring at me, but I couldn't see a, a face, but I was able to see that it was smiling. I, mm -hmm. I, it's, it was weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I couldn't say anything. I just was there. It was staring at me. I was staring at it. And then it just turned around and walked straight into, uh, my parents hallway mirror. Mm. and I remember I was like, okay, that was, that was weird. And I remember telling my sister about it and she's like, oh my gosh. She goes, well, she goes, uh, Jose and I, my, my brother, our brother, she's like, we were in the kitchen, we were talking and we see something go through the front entrance through the door, turned and looked at us and then walked straight into our grandpa's bedroom. Oh, wow. And so these were all different occasions. They would experience stuff. I, I experienced that. And we finally told my mom about it. We're like, hey, you know, we've heard things. We've seen things. Because there was another night that everyone was asleep. And I would always stay up because I was always so scared. You know, I was such a scaredy cat. I'd always be at my parents. <laughs> I always end up at my parents' bed. But um, I remember they had the, the TV down really low. Everybody was asleep. And I left the hallway um, light on um, just because I was scared of the dark. And I remember I heard a man and a woman talking like, and, and like whispering. Don't know what they were saying, but they were whispering. And I remember the minute I got up, it stopped. And I just kind of stayed like I looked at my parents. They're both obviously knocked out. And I'm like, OK, so I go into the hallway and I go, first I go into my brother's room, knocked out. Mm -hmm. Then I go into the room I shared with my sister, knocked out. And then I remember looking at my, my, my grandpa's door was, sh was shut all the way. And I remember just looking at that. I was like, I'm not going in there. I'm not going to even <laughs> step foot in there. And so, so yeah, we had talked to my mom about it and she's like, she didn't say anything. She didn't want to scare us mm -hmm. or anything, but we were at that age. We were, we were a little scared. Yeah. We we're like, what's going on? Um, and she ended up telling us that she had a conversation with my grandpa and my grandpa, I guess, fessed up <laughs> and said, well, he goes, um, Manuel comes and visits me. Uh, your mom visits me and my mom, vi they visit me. And so they come and visit me and we talk. And my mom's like, you have to leave, you know, you have to let them rest. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you have to let them go and let them rest. They, they're not resting. And so when she told us that, I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, no. I don't like going over there oh at all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. I was like, Kitty, please stop. It's, it's kind of scaring me. But, yeah, I'm like, my brother has experienced stuff there. I mean, um, I mean, my grandma passed away. My mom's mom passed away way before I was born and before my sister was born. But he said he would see her there. You know, and I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> and, you know, and then as recent as maybe, well, not recent for me, that's recent, but 10 years ago. Is that after your your, your grandpa died already or todavía no? Um, when did your grandpa pass? Oh, my grandpa passed oof, when I was 13. So it happened even after he passed? So after my grandpa passed, um, not a lot, I don't remember a lot of stuff happening but once in a while, stuff would still go on. Like, I would hear the garage door open and close mm. when nobody was supposed to be there. At the time, it was just me and my cousin. But my cousin would, you know, just stay in his room. He would, he, mm -hmm. he'd wake up till probably, like, noon. He wouldn't get up till noon or something. But I remember at the time, he was living with us. And we had a room in, in, the, uh, in the garage. And so... I remember I'd hear the door open and close and I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. Um, and I would, I would ask him, I'm like, Hey, did you get up around this time? He's like, Nope. I'm like, all right. And then there'd be other times where, um, a radio in our backyard was, it was so loud. It was on full blast. And I'm like, and nobody else was there, but me. And I'm oh, like, oh, my God. It, so it freaked me out. I'm like, I had to go out there just like, you're like, okay, what's yeah. going on? Like, and it wasn't plugged in or anything. So I was just like, how I couldn't explain how that could have happened. You know, I, it was, it was really weird, but my, you know, my, my mom and my dad are like, Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. I'm like, whatever you guys, <laughs> like, something's going on and you guys don't want to fess up to it. But, um, but yeah. And then after, um, about 10 years ago, my, uh, one of my deals had passed away who were, re who we were really close to. And he was like another father figure to us. 10 years already. Yeah. Jesus. Going on 10. And so, um, just little things mm -hmm. would happen. And I remember the day after he passed away, we were all meeting at my parents' house. And I remember we were sitting in the dining room. And I remember one of my mom's, uh, her sister-in-law had asked, she's like, how's your mom? Cause they were, they were two peas on a pod. They were best friends. They were, you know, and so I was just like, yeah, you know, muscle mentals, like, mm -hmm. and I kind of did this with my hand, like kind of up and down, you know? And then right after she asked her other brother asked like, Hey, how's your mom doing? And as I'm doing the same thing, like hand motion, like kind of up and down the chandelier, that's right above us starts swaying back and forth as like the doing the mimicking the same movements that I'm doing with my hands. And I remember I was like, I got, I got kind of dizzy because yeah. I was like, what is going on? And I, she has a grandfather clock in mm -hmm. her living room, in her dining room. And I remember thinking, cause I was like, I looked at it cause I thought, was there an earthquake? Cause I remember as a kid, whenever there was an earthquake, earthquake that grandfather clock would be going you like hear it. yeah, yeah. Bing, going back and bing, forth bing. yeah yeah and so i looked at it and it wasn't moving and then i asked my my aunt and my uncle i'm like there's no there wasn't an earthquake right and they're like no and i'm like and i point to the chandelier i'm like look at that they're like wow 
And I remember at that, and I didn't feel scared because I knew it was him. Yeah. So that for me was just like him letting us know, like I'm right here. Mm -hmm. So that kind of put me at ease. And I was, and I, I was, it was happy. I was happy mm -hmm. at that moment. I remember I ran to my mom, like to my mom's room and I told her, I was like, exactly what happened. She's like, yeah, I know he's here. He's here. But, um, so yeah, like, and then lights would turn on and off, uh, kids toys would be going on and off and for me i was just like oh like for me it was just confirming that he was still there yeah and that and yeah. that 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 you know calmed me at that moment you know mm -hmm. and it was nice it wasn't scary it was nice well yeah i guess the only thing that's come close to that is when when my cousin passed melissa r.i.p like she had a song. She 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 was a party girl, bro. Le gusta pistear con sus amigos, todo. You know, she was my little cousin, and um, <laughs> I remember like a, before she died, she would come over to the house and just talk shit to us, but smoke our weed. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, when she passed, bro, like I remember, I'd just be driving home, probably like from your house or wherever I was coming from, and I'd be in the car and I'd be thinking about her and I'd get like sad. And she was a big fan of like La Pinche Canción, Tragos Amargos, bro. Yeah. Mm. You know, and like I'll be listening to like a random, my iPod shuffle back, mm -hmm. you know, in Flintstone era. We would listen to iPods. And on that iPod, we were very proud of the shuffle we created. And I would just put it on random mix. Mucho Munguevo, like every time I would legit get lost in thought with my cousin, like that song would pop up, dude. And I had like, imagine you're playing your iPod shuffle with over like 10,000 songs. Right, mm -hmm. and that fucking song comes every up like time. every time, like and and I say every time it happened, for sure two times. Mm. Mm -hmm. Seen do that like two times, where I was like, oh shit, or oh shit, like and it would yeah. pop up, you know. And in in my life, like uh, um, my mom would always tell me, my pop, my abuelito was like I was like the apple of his eye, like he was super proud, like I was a little baby who would take care of me, this, that, and the other. Like when he passed, um, I would always see hummingbirds, like in in, in a situation where it was like fight or, or flight type mentality or like if there is like a big decision or like a for the metaphorical fork in the road which way am i gonna take la la like if i'm gonna do something bad and i'm just gonna oh i gotta be good it has always been a hummingbird mm -hmm. like and i told chris on and, and then it started just like always like popping up and but before like before i even like was with crystal like a, a hummingbird would always pop up like right about some time where I was going to do something maldito or something <laughs> or something that like, you know, out of character or something that I shouldn't fucking be doing. Like a hummingbird would pop up and I never even told my mom because my, my mom's all like me. She's cynical. We don't really believe in this. You know, like this is something like we may have experiences, but it's like it's not tangible. I can't touch it. You know, you know, like. But you know it's true. I know there's something there, but I can't touch it. I don't know what it is. So what the fuck is it? You know what I mean? Like, like I believe in a higher being, you know, you know, but, but like I see the sun and I know the sun's there. So if there's going to be an option, what do you believe in the sun or something? Well, I fucking see the sun, you know, and I know what the sun is doing to me. I'm very fucking Fred Flintstone with that mentality because I really don't want to believe. But I've had enough exactly. experience. But See, I've had you just said it right there. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I've had you enough don't experiences want to believe. But you do. I've had enough experiences where I'm like fuck, like some shit's going on, you know. Yeah. So I, I believe in those kinds of like actions. Like right. if something happens and oh wow, fucking hummingbird, what what what's going on? Like what am I gonna do? And not to sound all weird and shit, but I've always felt like I, I sense shit, mm -hmm. or like I can see people for who they are or like you know or i i just have like a different like level like like i'll talk to chris and i say i told you i fucking told you that's what or like i told you this was gonna happen mm -hmm. and i knew this was gonna happen because look da, da, da. and i always just can i always felt like i connect connect those dots bro mm -hmm. and i'm weird like that 
And I look at our kid. with the Ouija board? I, bro. Oh, yeah, he did. Ahí te va. Once upon a time, bro. No. Once upon a time at our, at my parents' house, at my old parents' house, like the one in Bonita, um, there's nothing out there, bro. You know, so you don't know what the fuck these houses were built on. You don't know what's going on. I had a lot of shit that went on over there. When my parents were gone and I'm in my room doing homework, I was on the second floor and I would hear the steps. People walking up of the fucking stairs, like coming all the way up. I'm like, what's, what's going on? Who's there? Can you go? Nobody was there, bro. You know, and to the point where like legit, I would hear that and I'd be like, what the f-? And I would go out there and see nothing. But then I just hear coming around the corner on the set i ran up i live on the second floor i would run out my window and we had a patio and a deck <laughs> and i jumped off and i jumped off the fucking deck about the size of this uh thing like from here to there to the, the treehouse i jumped over my parents they had a retaining wall over the retaining wall was benita visa high school and i gunned it like to the ivy plants or the ice plants and i'd be looking at me like, what the fuck was that like that bad and i told my parents that and i was like no like i didn't even smoke back then and like i remember distinctly bro i got so fucking freaked out because i heard somebody just kind of like like walking up the stairs i got to my room i look and there's no fucking there so i believe in shit like that that i can't see but i can't see a like a ghost manifesting itself into something like it like hey you know, like that would be weird. I think you believe. You're just like in denial. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. I don't want to lose. It's okay. <laughs> like death. We all know we're going to die, you know? But when you sit down and start thinking and contemplating, like, oh shit, death, what happens when I die? Like, what happens <laughs> to everything? I don't know if you're anything like me, but I get lost in that uh, shit. Yeah. So I try to like just block myself because when people say, oh, I went down the rabbit hole of fucking, mm-hmm. you know, warts on your toe. No, like I go down the the rabbit <laughs> hole like of, of of like, oh, shit, what happens that final time I close my eyes and I don't open them ever again? Like, where do I go? And I keep getting deeper. I'm like, oh, the fuck? Where, the, where, where am I? You know, mm-hmm. I'm afraid of that shit. I can get lost in my own head. I feel have like you, if, have if, you seen Soul yet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. a good movie. That was probably yeah. the only good movie we saw all last year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. but that, that's the shit I believe in, and and I don't believe in like aliens. Oh no! But I, can I tell you? Can no. It, oh. oh, can I tell you about? Remember when we lived in East Lake, uh. and my mom, my mom had gone to Mexico City, and she came back with um, a necklace of a saint. I mm. can't remember which saint mm. it was. Mm. Mm. Okay, just opened so, the door. <laughs> so um, he was supposed to protect you from. Oh shit! I remember the story. Okay, <laughs> from evil, <clears throat> and she's like, "Yeah, just put it on, never take it off." And I go, "But mom, I go, I don't normally wear jewelry to sleep. Like when mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I go, even when I'm sleeping, she goes, even when you're sleeping, do not take it off ever again." <clears throat> so I was like, um, "Okay, I can't imagine putting it on." like around my neck while I sleep, but how about I'll, you know, I'll wrap it around my wrist. And that's exactly what I did. I, that night I wrapped it around my wrist and, um, middle of the night, I end up waking, waking up and I'm like trying to cough and I can't cough. And I try to open up my eye. When I try to open up my eyes, I see, something on top of me and it's choking me <laughs> it was choking me i couldn't see it was like it was a, a i don't know what it was <laughs> but something was there choking me and i'm like and i remember seeing stevie but 
you know, he he was facing, uh, you know, the right hand, the right hand side. So like his back was facing me. And I remember trying to turn around and I'm like, you know, someone's choking me and I'm like kicking my feet and I can't talk or anything. And I remember. What the fuck? I was in the bed. You were. He was knocked out. And I, remember, I wonder I how Manchester like United is going to do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember, I remember like finally being able to like cough mm-hmm. and I wake and I wake up and it's nighttime. But when, when this was going on, it was, it seemed like it was morning time, like early morning. And then I remember thinking like, oh my God. What just happened? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I felt at that moment, like if it was like an outer body experience mm-hmm. or something, but Edibles? I'm like, no, and I, <laughs> no, and we weren't high. I remember, <laughs> I remember. And I remember telling my sister, she's like, oh, hell no. And I told yeah. my mom, she goes, no, 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 no. She goes, so that's, they don't, the, the bad spirits don't want you to wear it. That's why you wear it. And I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. But I didn't have this experience until I wore it. I know. I was like, no. So wait, did you take, at that point, did you take the bracelet off? Oh, hell on? yeah. That was, a, that was the first and last time I wore that shit. And I put it away and stored it inside my jewelry box. And then I, not until like a few years back, I was like, because I didn't know what to do with yeah. it. I was yeah. like, I if I throw it out, like I, something, I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I was gonna find it back in my jewelry box. I didn't know. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And you I give find- it to someone you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right? Hey. So what did you do? With it? So what you do with I it? ended up putting it in the bag of clothes that I didn't need, and <gasps> off it went. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Off it went. And someone then- in Goodwill picked it up. <laughs> and but, no, but my mom would tell me. She goes, "Oh yeah, your dad experienced something similar. Like something was." Oh, and I'm oh, like, you know no. what? Like no. Like, mom might go, do you not understand? This is not probably not a good thing to have. Like, no. So Mm -hmm. I stopped with that. I was like, no way. Where did she get it? In Mexico City. From where, though? Uh, No, no, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) I had had an experience with something kind of similar. Like, like it was a painting of a, like a God, like a Hindu God. And one time, as I was standing right in front of it, and I had a cordless phone, you know, like the first ones that ever existed. And before I could hit the button to to dial, like I, I could hear something in the phone, and it sounded like like metal clanking Ooh. and like like people in pain. Ooh. And that that painting was of a god of like war, and you know multiple arms like Achilles, and then across his belt it has different heads. And at the time, you know, I was into like gory stuff like that. Acid. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm like freaking out. I'm listening. I'm thinking like, oh, I must have, you know, you know that I must have hit up the chat line, bro. (laughs) Well, remember how back in the day, like there would be that. On occasion where you hit the talk button and someone had just dialed so you actually picked up the phone, right? Like, oh, my God, I don't know what kind of poltergeist phone you had. No, that never happened. <laughs> it never happened to you guys. Caroline! <laughs> were you, like, answered or you went to dial, but you had answered the phone by accident? No? Okay. Oh, fool, what? <laughs> Man, my, my phone was haunted. <laughs> yeah, anyways, that, that was going on. And as soon as I moved away from the painting, it stopped. Oh. 
I, I shared the story with someone and they're like, dude, like some of those paintings and I imagine this piece is of jewelry or this necklace, you know, people pray over them and they put mm-hmm. intentions on them and, you know, attach things to them. And so she's like, so maybe this painting mm-hmm. is a portal. Well, I can't, yeah. No, yeah. And she's like, so That's you crazy. should bundle it up. <laughs> And she told me, like, there's a process. And so I did that, and I, it never happened again. And then I shared this story at, with one time at my, my aunt's house in Tijuana. We're all sharing stories, you know. Everyone had one. Similar like this. And I, and I shared the story, and one of my cousin's friends like, Oh, regálamela. Oh, no. primo, yo me lo llevo. I gave it to my cousin's friend, and, you know, I saw him, like, months later. I was like, hey, did anything happen? He's like, nah, no pasó nada. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing it wasn't international. Oh. It, didn't, it didn't work over the fronteras. <laughs> no funciona ya. <laughs> so it was, it was Benito. Santo Benito. Oh. Santo Benito. Who's that dude? What's he do? Well, what are his powers? Allegedly. Google. Google. Yeah. But that's weird yeah. that the explanation is like, oh, well, that they come and hunt you. That's why you need to have it on you. Yeah, like, right. It's like, like it'll never, away, it'll like, never I don't have any bad spirits. But who owned, I mean, it it's kind of goes back to like, you know, if somebody owned it before and yeah. then what kind of energy did they have, right? Like, because yeah. I've heard like stories where people like, I don't know if you guys have seen like, unsolved mysteries or anything like that loved it but on a you know one of the shows they talk this is like when was when was that out anyways like oh my god 87 right yeah. that has a the little uh, unsolved <laughs> mysteries Early logo 90. has a look of saved by the oh bell as a very safe but i remember seeing an episode and they were talking about like how this guy like bought a dresser for his daughter and then all of a sudden you know he brings it home from like the secondhand store and then all of a sudden all this stuff starts happening and then as soon as he got rid of it like everything was fine and i i believe that right like that yeah. there are things that like can hold energies that you don't you know like that can create that like you're not bringing a sweater home you're bringing a sweater and everyone who wore that and left the feeling <laughs> on it now i feel that well it's funny because <laughs> yeah it's funny because i always tell my sister i go i think i think we experience this here because at my parents house because I feel like my mom just has this really strong energy mm-hmm. and somehow sh- they are attracted or yeah. something. Your mama got an because, energy for sure. <laughs> because, <laughs> um, no, because one of the last experience, and this was a dream, but it, I mean, I never had a dream like this in my or a nightmare like this, um, other than the one when I had the Santo Benito, but um, it, this was after I had... Um, Oliver, our, our last baby. And I was staying there with Stevie since Stevie was going to be really busy trying to open up the brewery. And um, and I remember I had the bassinet, right? Um, it was just me and I think my boy, one of the boys was sleeping with me at the time. And um, I had Oliver inside the inside the bassinet right next, right next to me. And um, so I remember one night I had this horrible nightmare where something started pulling him away. Oh, Couldn't see no. it. Mm-hmm. But the crazy, the thing that freaked me out the most was that the bassinet was floating and it was upside down and 
floating away from me, like heading towards. You said you didn't smoke weed after you had kids. (laughs) No. And I'm like, okay, like this is not cool. Like (laughs) why am I having this? This is here. That's here. Not not, not in this house. Oh, Oh, thank you. I mean, like even like thinking about like that house alone, right? Like that could be a portal, you know, there's a lot of, yeah. Chris doesn't believe me, but but also like, I, I agree that, it could be somebody, right? Like yeah. whether it's your mom or, or someone else. I feel else. honestly, but it, it, I yeah. feel like it's my mom. And I always told my sister this. I always told her, I'm like, dude, I feel like it's my mom. My mom was like, oh, see, la, la, la. And I'm like, she's not innocent. Get out of here. I don't know what we, she's we doing. We lived with our, when we first, well, it's like the second place we lived together. We moved in with a friend and, and he told us that like spirits followed him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and some spirits that he brought with him from, Georgia and and in that house we experienced a lot of things not me not so much I don't think they they appreciate me in that way (laughs) but you know I know Selena had some moments and and things that like our friend Bob would share like oh shit like this is real you know and then we had other people that would come to the house and mention things of like things that they felt or or noticed you know And, and it's I have an aunt that she worked at a hospital in Tijuana in the graveyard shift. Oh, that's already off to a bad start, bro. And all Shit. like one day that that night that we were sharing stories, it, it was like we're all sharing stories, and then boom, she pops up in the doorway, and she's just like listening to us. And then as soon as we were all done talking, she starts sharing her stories of what she would see in the hallways of the the hospital late at night, and you know how at, at the aunt's house that we were at, she's like every time we stay here, there's there's people that walk over us. You know, there's a family here. And so as, as soon as she starts saying that, one of my cousins, like, like we could tell she was ready to share a story. <laughs> and this is probably like in the early 2000s, you know, when the online dating stuff was just starting to get going, right? It was becoming Swipe popular. right, but la madre. Not even before that. <laughs> this is no, no smartphones yet. Swiping. You know, this was all online dial up. Oh, and uh, you've got mail. <laughs> so my cousin, you know, she's looking for love. Met herself a chileno, oh, a Maori. And so it's before, you know, anything was on and popping yet. They're still, you know, I don't know how you do it over the internet, but courting each other, right? Wooing. Until one of these nights that she's by herself, my my aunt, everyone had left, you know, it's just her on the internet. And homeboy says, hey, who, are you home alone? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that behind you? And so oh, she said that she looked God. and that, that right when she looked, she saw a man in the doorway. And that, but as soon as she like looked all the way, like he, he bounced, he disappeared. Oh right. And then, this guy in Chile is like, dude, what the fuck? Like, who was that? You know, and she's like, dude, like, I swear, like, no one is here. Like, I'm home alone. I swear. Oh, He's like, dude, I saw somebody. And, and that dude's in Chile. Oh, no. Yeah. And she's in Tijuana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Help. <laughs> but nothing happened, you know, but it's one of those things, like something about that house and the people like that, like something brings them there, you know? I haven't been there in a while, but I can't <laughs> wait to go back. 
Oh my gosh. When we pose that question to uh todos en el pinche and in the social media, like do you have any, do you believe in any, do you have a personal experience with and we opened up and we got a phone call, bro. We haven't had a phone call with the message finally, right? <laughs> it's like it's like we, we pay for this phone line and nobody calls us but pinche spammers. Well, let's see if we can make this work one sec. Let's see. Hey, it's Veronica Rocha. You asked me to give you a call and tell you about one of the ghost stories that I have. I have so many, but I'm going to start with my very, very first encounter with the ghost. Um, I was about maybe six or seven, and the house that we lived in when my dad was stationed in Seattle was haunted by the original owner of the house. Um, like house. She did right. pretty much anything and everything she could. Um, mainly to my dad, if he was watching the game, she would turn off the TV. We had that old school, like, TV where you'd have to, like, mm. push the button in to turn it off and pull it to, like, As old school. turn it on. <laughs> yeah. um, or she would flip the cable box, like, from A or B on him. Oh, hey, um, no. We had a piano, and if he came home mad or was just yelling or just she wanted to piss him off, she would start banging on the keyboard <laughs> of the piano. <laughs> We know much. It's be aggressive. Had a hanging basket also in the kitchen, and she would smack the basket so it would hit the window. Uh, the one time I saw her, she was sitting at the edge of my bed, oh, and that's when I knew that no. what was happening was real. And my very first encounter of seeing a ghost. I wasn't scared. Um, ghosts don't scare me. I've Otra seen brava. a lot more about other things, even recently. Um, People would say that I'm sensitive in a way. Yeah. But um, I hear people that aren't around. Um, I see things that most people don't see. Uh, mm -hmm. But other than that, that was my very first encounter with a ghost. I thought she was really cool, and I was really sad when we left. <laughs> I felt that she watched over me. Oh, but yeah, nice, my first nice. encounter. Bye. Yeah. Get down, <laughs> Veronica. Other than that, yeah. <laughs> we became best friends. Yeah. Bro, I feel like everybody has a story like this, and you're either like in the, in, in pot. In Steve a, Yeah, in pot A, where you believe it. Like, oh yeah, well, or pot B, like me, legitimately. Like, I've seen shit, I hear shit, I've whatever. I just My like. My shoes ended up in the living room. I don't know I how don't it know happened. How, but you I know? still don't believe. Whiskey, whiskey. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> I, I I just try to find an uh an answer to it. Yeah. I always yeah. try to like, sí, pero este pedo, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was gonna tell you like <laughs> like before we get into the next story, you talked about like a Ouija board. Did I ever play with a Ouija board? Yes, in that old house, bro. Because we're ignorant, bro. We're little. Hey, and like no. I told you, like that no. that house like was on top of old ass fucking land. Who knows what's out there, bro? Yeah. Like who knows? So we bought a Ouija board. Why? I don't know, bro. My parents would always go out to like dinners or parties or vacation. And my sister and me were all often left alone. And, you know, and we had parties and we did the, you know, we, 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 we like, woo, woo, woo. We did our shit. But like we decided to do a Ouija board. You know, and I feel like that was a big mistake. And this is at the house where you jumped out the this second is a, story. Yeah, we did it in my room, bro. Oh, we, okay. we did the, the whole yeah, thing in my great room. Idea. It was great a best idea. friend, Errol. Yeah. Um, and my sister Chunga and myself, it was three of us. It was always like mm -hmm. the three, all three of us would hang out. And, um, yeah, we would build the Ouija board out. Obviously, nobody yeah. believes if it, oh, it's moving. Ah, you moved the chicle, it wasn't me. Ah, 
Sydney not moving. It wasn't me. Like there's always like a, a, a scapegoat on who's moving in and who's not moving in. Right, but right, we promised right. ourselves, hey, let's see if this shit is for real. Let, let's 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 yeah. let's try to do this thing like like <laughs> legit. Let's see if this thing works. And everybody was on board and we did it all. Like, and you know, touching the tips, like all light. You know, barely, barely. Why are you whispering? I'm getting <laughs> like, scared. It's like you're barely putting the pressure on, on the little pinche manecita. You know, you can't put too much. And then everybody was doing it, and we asked the first question: Is there anybody in this house, bro? And we moved. Mm-hmm. This is went to the H, went to the A, and the N, and the K. Hank, you know? Oh, about? hungry Hank. El hungry Hanks, bro. <laughs> and 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 it was just like, oh, that was weird. You fucking moved it for a day. You did it. It's like, oh, no, no, we didn't do it. Um, and we just, you know, like <laughs> kept messing with it, and then we stopped, completely stopped. And I said, you know, what? it's stupid. I don't want. I was scared. I don't want to play with this anymore. <laughs> like whatever. Let's let's be done. I put that shit under my bed, like ready to take out to the trash. You know, like it's on, bro. You know, so I went back up. So as I grabbed it, I said, oh, we'll leave this here for now. I grabbed it. I took it outside. I put it in the trash can because I started mm-hmm. telling like probably tías or my abuelita, no mijo, saca con eso no se juega. Sí. No sabes lo que andas haciendo, mijo. Saca eso, son juegos del demonio. No hagas eso. So yeah, I listened to them. And I and I just threw it out. I like you know it was always under my bed because I don't want my parents to find it. I didn't know it was like a porno you magazine had it for a while. Yeah, we had it for a bit before we used it. You know, and then we use it, Wait, and then how'd I, you get it in the first place? Pinchy compita, Toys R Us. I don't know. That's, that's one thing I've ne- I never understood. How the hell did they sell it with other board games? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to play Monopoly? Yeah. How about the Ouija well, board? This one. What does that say? I have a hard time with any game that I can't pronounce a word. Where I was like, what the, what the? So I took it out and I put it in the trash can. In my thought, nobody saw me. Nobody did anything there. It's like whatever. Go to sleep. No. Yes. No, no. I go no, to sleep, no, bro. No, stop it. Tell me that bitch is not on top stop of my legs on it. the bed, shut bro. Up, shut up. Bro, shut the Ouija board, the no. game board was no, on my no, bed. No, no. And I was like, uh, what the fuck? And to this day, it's like, ah, like whatever, like my sister or Arrow, what the fuck? That was you, you know? And they're like, no, bro. I didn't even know you threw it away. And like, I, didn't, I had no idea that you tossed it in the trash. And my sister like was always like, no, what the fuck? I'm gonna go out. My sister, this is a different person, and she's like, I think I'm gonna go outside, bring it in, and put it on your bed. Like, that's some shit I would do to, to somebody else, mm-hmm. but my sister wouldn't do that, you know? And I was like, hmm. Until this day. Your mom or dad could have done it? Nobody knew I threw this bitch in the bed, on, on, from under the bed into the trash. It was me. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm, maybe. You never know. I'm gonna do that yeah. to her. You know, but to me, it was just like, yeah, <laughs> I ain't gonna. And ever since then, I, I don't fuck with no Ouija boards, bro. Hey, why do you have one out right now? It's a mixing board, dog. It's a mixing oh, board. I got scared. When we bought the brewery in the year 2016, it was a, like, a, you've been downstairs. You've been downstairs. Like, you, you, you know what the layout is like. Mm-hmm. The upstairs, obviously, that's where everyone's at. It's a tasting room. It's the access to the bathroom, the entrance, and the exit to the back. It was built completely different where there was no access from the top floor to the bottom floor. There were two completely different units. So the only entrance to the unit downstairs, you'd have to go out through the back in the alley. And it was a doorway that led to a basement. Mm-hmm. And in that basement, there are no windows. There is no functioning light. There is nothing. You go down there, you take a flashlight. And that's the only way you're going to be able to see what's going on down there. A little background on this place in the brewery. Um, when we got it, we were unaware. It wouldn't have made a fucking difference. But downstairs, there was an old school church, you know, and what? 
I don't, yeah, <laughs> what is an old school what church? I'm trying, I'm trying to remember the uh, correct uh, religion. Uh, Episcopal. Episcopalian? See, I, that's mm-hmm. the word. Um, and I did a little research on it and whatever. And it's not your, you know, it's not like a religion that like, oh, okay, cool. Like you can just pop in and see. Apparently they have their own legitimate like uh, beliefs, traits, and, and how they conduct mass and everything. And some of the things you wouldn't understand, like they just speak in a weird like sense of tongue, I guess. And I just got, I just, there's a stage, bro. And there was pillars down there. And there was like platform lights on this stage. And we made the joke like, oh, once upon a time, this is probably like a strip club. And it turns out, no, like it was like an underground type church that wasn't very mainstream. That wasn't, you know, like it was just a different mentality, a different way of like worshiping and whatever. And, t- and yeah, like more power to you, whatever you believe, like, you know, do it. But there's no windows, there's no lights, there's no nothing. There's only one entrance and you go in through the top and the alley and the back and you got to walk all the way down. So on more than one occasion, before we were finishing with the build out, I would go from here, I would walk, the brewery's really close. I'd walk over and say, I'm going to go check on the brewery, I want to see something real quick, blah, blah, blah. I'd walk over there and I have a key for the back and I had to open the back. Bro, as soon as I open the back door, it's like, it just like thick. Besides, like, when you're somewhere and it just feels thick, it just feels, yeah. like, musky, musky, like, oh, my God, what is this? It just feels weird. You'd open it, bro. And there's no light. And at this one time, like, I went in and there was, I couldn't, the, the, the switch didn't work. Like, it was dark. And all I heard, I told Chris on, that when I, when I opened there was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Hello? <laughs> and I would hear, like, footsteps and I would hear people whispering and I, the light didn't work. Or anything, Shut bro. Up, but he doesn't believe in Okay, exactly. and, and, and like I, nothing was there. Like shit has happened to me. But I always feel like there might be an explanation. Yeah. You know, and I would go down there. And it was like you, when you turn on a flashlight and you're trying to put it down, it just seems like too dark to even see because there's nothing down there, bro. Mm-hmm. It's the basement, and this is before we dug a hole in there, so it was completely like subterranean. Which led me to think about like the practicings of that church or whatever they were getting mm-hmm. into. But something mm-hmm. happened, and it just made it seem like it was very dark. It's still there, like. To the point that when we kind of like built out a little bit more, um, a family friend or a friend of the family rather would came in and I told them about this and they said, you know what? My, my sister-in-law is very in tune to those things. Um, let her come down here. Yeah. She's, she's like, let her come down here. Yes. Let her give it a look. Um, like free spirits, find Mm -hmm. out what's going on. She's like a medium, like legit medium. And she wasn't weird. Like she finally came in, like, and I met her, and she, I was expecting like somebody legitimately all functioning on a different like wave path or a different channel, mm-hmm. but she was very much like you, me, and everybody else. I have a preconceived notion on what people who are really hardcore about this, like, oh, brother, like in my head of what they what they would be like, <laughs> and it was not just like a tia, it was like mm-hmm. a prima, it was just like somebody in the family and be like, well, yeah. she was very matter of fact about it. She says there is somebody down there. Um, this used to be where they lived. They don't want to cause you any harm. They just want you to know that they are here, you know? Mm-hmm. And in that office, I, it hasn't happened in a while. And now that I'm talking shit, I'm sorry, some shit is going to fucking happen. <laughs> but we would be in the office and in the back studio and just lights would turn on and turn off, turn on and turn off. Things would fall on the ground. Things would be moved around that you specific, specifically would have to move and put in a specific place. It wasn't just going to get up move and put itself there is like oh that's fucking weird who would grab this paperweight with paper clips <laughs> and put it up there it just doesn't make sense um so shit like that would happen and she came in and she says yeah just 
hang this crystal from this entrance. Because let me give you a little bit further background to this, the office downstairs. So you've been down there. Oh, you go downstairs into the basement, and it's a, <laughs> it's a brewing facility. So we've got uh, fermenting tanks. We have the brew house. We got a, a cold and hot water liquor tanks, and then we've got a, a plethora of shit that, you know, involves operating a brewery, being full mm. functional, full full blown like a manufacturing facility. So you, things just is very mechanical down there. You work, you get, you do your thing. It's very like functional. But in our office, there is a secondary room. And then that secondary room is where we do the podcast, you know, mm -hmm. BC, before Rona, before COVID. We would go in there and have it in there. Next time you're down there, I want yeah, you to... Yeah, <laughs> I like the treehouse. Next time we go down there, I want you to look right when we go into that walkway straight against that wall. In that wall, you're going to see an outline to a door. Yeah, I've seen that. There's an outline to a door. Yeah. Now, here's the freaky thing. We, on this side of the block, on this block, we're the only structure that has a basement. So there's nobody else that has a basement, bro. Mm -hmm. It's it's and, and the fucking contractor, I told him, hey, bro, could you get in there and, like, I don't know, fucking drill a hole? Is, he, is it like a plumber, like, where you can put a camera in there and see what's going on? And like, right, yeah, I guess. They couldn't. Like, for whatever reason, we tried a couple of times and they couldn't. Like, they couldn't penetrate the brick wall, which is fucking weird. Because I, I assure you, if I go down there with a hammer, we could do it. And they just could never, like, something would come up, something would happen. It was like, hey, can you try to do it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, algo pasó. Like, something would always happen. Like, something would break, something would not function. And they couldn't, like, get in there. So to the point where I just said, fuck it, whatever. And things just happened. And I just rekindled that. I want to try to fucking go over there again and see if I can find something to open a hole. No. Um, no. You know what? I'll go if you bring a Ouija board. Oh, oh hell no. Bitch, I'm done. Uh, you know what? Danny girls sound like in <laughs> Vogue. You're never gonna get it. Never. <laughs> no, 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 no. Gonna I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna get it. I'm not gonna let you in the house. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, the that, house. That, that place in itself, in bro, is, is yeah. otro pedo. It's otro pedo, that place over there, man. And um, it's weird because you're down there and you do. I used to feel it. I used to feel very awkward down there. Now I don't give a shit. I'll take my, the boys and I go down there. We watch TV. We're hanging out. Like if I'm doing some work. The kids just want to hang out and watch TV. I go in there and I work. Nothing happens. Everything seems very cool, you know? Yeah. Um, she told me this. Like, yeah, man, he's he's not here to cause any trouble. He's going to be out of your way. He's just letting you know that this was his area. Yeah. Like, this is where he hung out. This is where he would be, you know? And and she says, I can get rid of him. He'll probably just leave on his own now that you know Eventually. that he knows that you're here. And it's not like you're not desecrating it or anything. Like, you're just you're just taking his place. His role was now replaced with you guys. So says, oh, don't worry. Hang these crystals here in the doorway. Um, here's a, a, a one of those the salt structures. The I don't know. It's like a, like a Himalayan salt, salt thing. Oh, she yeah. she bought it. She's like, yeah, you know what? People don't believe in this, but this really like it. it it's like an energy cleanser. I put it in it. Everything will be fine. Nothing has happened ever since, bro. Then you still have that stuff there. I have the 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 crystal is still hanging from the doorway. If you look next time you go in, the crystal is still there. Um, the just recently during the pandemic, the, the Himalayan salt light, the, the, it went out. So I got to find a way to either replace that one or find another light fixture that goes inside of it. Everything's been good, bro. But it's crazy. Cause you go in there and there's a legitimate outline of another doorway leading somewhere. Don't mess with it. Yeah. That, and, and honestly, like just based on everything that has happened, like something has led for us not to do it, mm -hmm. but in my head I'm like, leave it alone. you know, like why would I even fuck with it? Oh yeah, leave it alone. My, my seat God. is right next to that doorway yeah, in the <laughs> and um, 
it's just creepy, bro. You know, it was like it's those kinds of things that I've seen and I've heard and I've like been a part of. I'm like, oh, something's there, but I can't tangibly touch it, so I can't believe in it. You know, because I'm a man of yeah. science. <laughs> I believe in science. <laughs> that was intense, bro. Yeah, hey, is it? There's something I'm out scared. there. <laughs> you believe in aliens? Oh, that too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I always tell kids I'm from outer space. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. You know, there's got to be something out there. Yeah, it's very selfish of us, very arrogant of us to think that in a galaxy of unending emptiness that we would be the only one that would exist in this manner. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. If the if everything came together to create this, was to say something else cannot come together to create something else. Mm -hmm. and that's how i feel like it's like yeah it would be very ignorant of us to just like legitimately think oh we are the ones we are the only ones does that mean i believe like in god i don't know like i don't know like mm -hmm. i'm very like non-religious you know like we're, we're we're catholics i'm assuming i'm catholic wife is catholic if you guys are anything we're, we're, we're like hardcore catholics our families believe have certain beliefs you know i was baptized i did my primera comunión mm -hmm. um like I did all like the box check, box check, box check, all those things. I did it unwillingly. You know, like I did it just because it was it was those things that you had to do because you're a little Mexican kid and that's what Mexican kids do. Aquí estábamos era su pinche primera comunión, wah wah wah, música, chelas, un taquero, you know, the norm. But I don't believe in that, you know. Are and, your your kids no baptized? Uh, and all that? Just the oldest one. Yeah. Because I really, I, I was like, no, like, fuck, yeah. I just feel weird about doing this to them. Especially if, like, let them decide. If that's what they want to do, like, go for it. I just feel like, why am I going to put them in a position where it's like, these are your this is what you have to adhere by. You know, sorry. And then they get older and they're like, no, what the fuck? I don't believe in that shit. You know? Mm -hmm. So... Chris was probably going to think I'm an asshole for that. But yeah, I mean, I never wanted our kids baptized. When we got married, we didn't get married by like a, a like a, a preacher, like a, ¿cómo se llama? Reverend? Like a father. Or a You know, a priest, perdón. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, We got married by a Jewish rabbi. What? Yeah, like I was really like, nah, I want nothing to do with that. I don't want no church. And I remember her mama got really mad at me. Mi hija se merece una misa. Mi hija se merece que se case en iglesia. And I was like, nah, it's not going to happen. You know, no, I just, I don't believe. like Backyard Boogie? <laughs> no, we did it at the uh, um, Balboa Park Japanese Friendship Garden. Oh, you know, nice. like we had the Japanese, the Japanese, the, 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 the rabbi come out and conduct a service because we were like, basically, he's just an ordained, you know, somebody who has an, uh, uh, the power to marry us and, you know, help us go from this side to that side. Like, why does it have to be all super religious? I don't want to be married in a church. No, I don't want, like, I don't feel like that. And we talked about it and wifey was the same way. Maybe now she's changed her mind, but back then we were on the same page. We were like, no, you know, the, the objective for us, we were, you know, we, we didn't have money. Like our parents were going to help us with that. So it was like, I don't want to fucking have a gigantic party with a lot of people in a church for this. If it's just going to be just enjoy ourselves. If we're enjoying, enjoying ourselves, we don't need to attach to those things. Mm. Real prick, bro. Mm -hmm. Real prick. Like I don't. I, and we went for the the wedding. I think yeah. more for our families. <clears throat> yeah. And. Go ahead, say it again, because just in case, more no, for I, your families. Yes, like I, I know definitely for like my mom, they wanted that, um, but I also didn't think about it. Like I think if I would have thought more deeply about it, maybe I would have arrived at a similar 
conclusion as you. But I've just always been a real prick about just following and falling in line yeah. for, for something. I kind of liked it though. Yeah. Like getting dressed up, driving to the church, you know, like we it pissed was, off it the was priest, a whole though. thing. Well, we pissed off the priest. Though. We, we did? Him. Yeah, when Bob He came. pissed me off. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> this guy started talking about divorce. <laughs> yeah. On day one, son. Yeah. At our yeah. wedding. He's Ooh. talking about divorce and this and that. And I'm like, bro, He was a Debbie Downer. Like, oh, big man. time. And we're just like, all right, let's And then our this. boy who's haunted, yeah. he skipped. He skipped the, you know how the there's whole like the, of the ceremony. There's the different readings and all that. My man just went. He <laughs> he got excited and went up before it was his turn. <laughs> no man just died. And then of course yeah, the priest funny. got all pissed off, and you could yeah. you could see it in his mannerisms. Yeah. Like, oh, you, know. you said you got all dressed up for your wedding. I think you're assuming that I got married in the backyard boogie. Oh man, we were dressed up nice. We were in our on our tuxes, like in a wedding dress, and oh, bell, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we just didn't get married in it. We just okay, didn't get married in a church, bro. What the fuck? I feel that. like you think I was wearing like yeah. I don't know a Ken Griffey Jr. jersey yeah. or some <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> You're wearing slides right now, <laughs> bro. It's, it's it's Monday. We're in the treehouse. <laughs> slides is a perfect call. Um, Wait, yeah. no, for real though. Tuxedo. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. what was like from when you reflect on when you got married? Like, what was one of the? Because you know, nothing ever really goes right. You know, there's always like you just something said it. that goes wrong in the ceremony, whether it's ceremony or like preemptive. You know, what was the most memorable? Chaos. Like the whole thing. The whole thing is fucking <laughs> chaos. <laughs> you know, getting getting both of our families to agree, to unite, to work together towards a common goal. It was fucking. It was chaos, and you're you're glaring at me, but I know you agree. Mm. No, I just remember like crying. Like I think maybe the day before, or I wasn't going to walk before. I was like, Damn. I'm done. Like I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, I ain't showing I don't up. Don't want to do this. Wait, wait, this. hold up. Like you guys were mad at each other or mad at? We were mad the at process. the situation. I think yeah. we were mad at the ex. Uh, this is so stressful. I think we were mad at the outline. Uh, the outline parties last week. Um, just Oof. about. <laughs> there was just too many hands in just, the pot bro it was just so much like pressure yeah and so much like yeah. it's just so stressful i remember we got engaged i think in june and had to plan a party uh wedding uh by august yeah. mm-hmm. damn yeah why <laughs> yeah fuck it quick and done yeah. yeah he was like yeah let's just do it just quick and and because we were or he was just getting um he had just purchased the condo that's what like, i was gonna say that's the reason that was the real reason because he's like come on like that way oh. you can move in with me i don't need to get uh we're very the, traditional bro like before a, dating i had to ask her parents for yeah. her hand in marriage I know we're right. some spices, yeah. dog. We're 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 we're, we're Mexican, that's Mexican. A, that's you know, a tradition that we're gonna pass on to yeah. our kids yeah. and everything, so on yeah. and so forth. But it was like we were very traditional. So, mm-hmm. yeah, le pedí la mano. Let me move in with you. Le pedí <laughs> la mano cuando fuimos novios. Like when I first started dating, I was like, "Hey, man, suegro, suegra, or whatever." At that time, um, I'd really like permission to date your daughter, but in Spanish, you know, like quiero sacar a su a su hija, quiero ser su novio con su permiso. And yeah, fucking, I was approved. Like they gave me the persina and I was like, all right, cool. And yeah, we started dating and then, you know, hand in marriage and todo el pedo. So we were very, very, very traditional in that sense that we didn't believe in moving in together before getting married. Ooh, so we went. I say it like that though. No, like what? The moving in together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inflection of the in. Yeah. Um, so when we were planning about planning it all, we were looking for a house. Like, we were looking for a pad, and I said, ah, and it all came together. So I said, fuck it, we're getting married, and we're getting married, and we're moving in when this gets done. And 
as things go, the house was complete and they gave me the keys at 11 in the morning, August 5th, 2005, the same, I'm sorry, August 12th, 2005, the same day that we were going to get married at like 3 p.m., you know? So that whole fucking day I'm running around, la, 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 whoop-de-woo, I'm getting the paperwork, I got the keys, the suegro and my pops are at the pad, like, they're moving in furniture for us, they're making our bed, little did they know what they were making that bed for, tu sabes. Um, but, <laughs> but it was like, everything just, that's our life to an extent, bro. Everything thrown up into the air, and we're working hard on the bottom to set the trap, and everything just kind of falls into place, you know? And from day one, yeah, so that's how it fell into place. I said, we're getting married. And once we, she, she accepted my proposal, obviously, <laughs> uh, we, we said, we're, we're, okay, we're getting married. Let's get, let's hope this house wraps up escrow this time. And then that, that, that will be lived in together and we can start our lives together. Cause I remember is the question, the thing we would always say is like, Oh, one time. Yeah. When we're married. Oh, one time, like one in day, a, yeah. one day. And then and we we're like, fuck it. Let's get to that one day. You know, as soon as I see a goal or, or anything, I'm like, fuck it. Well, let's just do it now. Like, let's get to it. Like, why are we waiting around? You know, mm. and I don't know where we're going with that story, but we're very know. traditional. Mm. We're very <laughs> traditional. So I think religion plays a part in that shit. You and know, I've always strayed from it. That's funny, though, because we we did the traditional wedding, but we weren't traditional. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. We moved out or we moved in together uh, pretty early on. Yeah. I mean, so well, when we met, so I was in Sacramento and he was in San Diego. And yeah. so we were like, I guess, long distance dating, like for like a good like eight months. Uh -huh. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to move to San Diego. And, Couldn't pass you a know. good thing up. You know. Oh, you're the good thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he came, he flew to that. Sacramento and he drove me down. Oh. We came down together. We lived in a little studio on Broadway you. and 20th, 22nd. Yeah, somewhere near downtown, like 19th and Broadway. Yeah. Or something like that. And yeah. And when we Old moved school. in together, studio. like his mom, yeah, a little yeah. studio, his mom was like, well, you're married. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Married. It wasn't it's like it wasn't I, like your you know your boyfriend girlfriend. No, yeah, you, you guys no. are married. So I was always introduced as the wife. Like my mom told everybody that I was married, and it's funny because I I asked her yesterday um, about that and how she would tell everyone. She's like, yeah, well, se 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 salieron juntos or se la robaron. You're, you're married if you're living with someone. You're married. And so she would tell everyone, anyone that would call asking for me, oh, ya se casó, vive con su esposa. They're like, dude, we're not married. We're going to marry, but we ain't married yet. Like, why do you keep saying that? And so eventually, a couple years later, we got married. You grew into the role. Well, we, we knew. We knew. <laughs> like, that we was, knew. yeah. That was like a, we, it yeah. was just a matter of when we were going to get married and stuff like that. Yeah. So. yeah. And see, look at 15 years later, married. Yeah. How long have you been married now? Going on fifteen, no? Because we yeah, got married in two thousand fifteen. This August, yeah, nice. Mm -hmm. So fifteen years on your end. Wait, you August were, wait, what? Fifth. You were August fifth. Ah, I said yeah. August fifth, but we're August twelfth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> later, one week later, dog. Yeah. The parallels yeah. continue. Yeah. Enrique Lugo the seventh. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's man, cool. we come from a killer culture that's you know storied with 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 history and stories and. And shit like that. And I feel it's like, it's a part of us. Like when you said earlier, well, those are traditions you're going to pass. Your kids. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, you know, like uh, we're, we're, we're of a certain belief in some things, 
but when it comes to like stuff like our culture like that, yeah, i feel like those are the things we're gonna pass down like hey yeah. man i don't care if you're dating a white girl uh, uh whatever you're gonna ask your parents for permission mm-hmm. to That's date right. that girl you know like these are certain boxes you have to check as a young man and wifey's always uh, like on my ass like oh you gotta be a gentleman gotta teach him to be a gentleman and it and it and it's hard, you know, because you know. No, it is. It is because I, I no, because I, 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 I don't talk, know how to do it. I don't know what a gentleman oh. is. It's hard because they're little kids and they're like rambunctious and they, you know, like ah, everything is start early. Everything though. is yes, poop, poop, they're gonna, poop. But they're gonna start asking you questions. Oh though. yes, oh, I'm ready. Be that point where it's like, daddy. I'm what ready. This to, mean, I'm ready know? to answer uh, that. But right now, it's like everything is like daddy poo poo face. Uh, my son <laughs> poo poo. Everything is like poo 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 poo, and they have a great time just like poo pooing. And it's like okay, cool. So it's like yeah, but as soon as they get older, it's like you yeah. gotta reel them in, you know, like you reel start them planting in. seeds, man, yeah. of what what you expect from them. I mean, in, in, to, like even in the most basic level, like when we're in the living room or in the kitchen, I said, hey, you know what, mama, go tell mama she's beautiful. You know, go go give mama a hug and tell her you love her and tell her she's beautiful. And then I will pinch you, all over. I love you, mama. You're awesome. You're beautiful. Un abrazo, un besito, So it's like those are the ideas we want to instill yeah. in them. You know, like those are the like. The, the habits that we want to create for them. And then in front of them, it's like, we're always like hugging, kissing. Oh, I love you. Oh, look at I'm kissing mama. Oh, mama loves me. Oh. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's like, yeah, I want to, yeah. I want to make that normal for them. You exactly. know, like I want that to be normal. Cause I, I, my parents were not abnormal, but they weren't like lovey dovey, like la la la. Yeah. They weren't affectionate. And I, and I felt like I couldn't ask my dad about certain things, you know, mm. that is, you know, Fucking, como se dice, blue collar, old school. Mm-hmm. Like you know, she worked in the shipyard for forty years. You know, he's hard, hard as hard as nails, and just he's not approachable in that sense. Right. And if there's something growing up that I that I I feel like I missed out on, because my dad would, you know, we were in, the, we grew up here, ground balls to me. I mean, because he says that you know, like boom boom baseball and mm-hmm. still like uh, camaraderie, competitiveness. Like he tapped into that, but I never felt like I can talk to him. He was a uh, old school. Old school paisa dog, you know, like an old school Mexican daddy. Like, mija les ir a trabajar, traer dinero para la casa, pa, pa, pa. Like, the, in his head, in that, in our culture, it's like, old school provider. at least. Like, that's it. You're the hunter, you're the gatherer, you're the provider. Mm-hmm. You, there, there are certain things that you have to adhere by in order to be the head of household. Which was weird because my mom was equally the head of household, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she she broke away from the norms and didn't stay home and be a, a stay-at-home mama. She went out and about, and, and, and she had always had a career of herself, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, to some extent, it's like she was the head of the household. So right. it's like my dad was, like, one, and my mom was, like, the other, and they were both providing, like, you know? So it's like I want to be that for these little weenies, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure, like, hey, you have a girlfriend, or hey, how does that make you feel? Like, hey, it's okay. like we always tell them, it's okay to be mad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. it's cool to be mad, and it's cool to be upset. Like, just yep. don't let it do this. So it's like, I feel like we we do our best to touch into their feelings and let them talk about it, talk about their emotions. Mm-hmm. Let them know it's okay to be crying and, and be super butthurt. Like, yeah, you know, you're losing yeah. your shit. Like, that's cool. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. normal. That's what happens. So, I mean, as far as, like, t- like guiding them into being gentlemen, I feel like by doing that and keeping those parameters, they're going to be t- in touch with with their like feelings and emotions mm-hmm. and how to deal and how to cope. Cause the worst thing that could happen is like they start liking a girl or they start liking a boy and then like something happens and, and they get rejected or it's not, you know, it didn't work out and they don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. For me, yeah. that would scare me the most out of anything out of being a parent is like, it's probably going to happen no matter what, man. The first time they get heartbroken, it's going to be tough. Like for me, that's always been, that's my biggest fear as a father for my son and my daughter. 
the first time they get heartbroken. Because I hope they do. I hope they have a couple of heartbreaks before mm-hmm. they meet the one. You know, because I think that's how you know. Mm-hmm. That's how you know, like, when you're, like, truly in love and what it is, what it feels like, what it tastes like, like, all of that. You can only know that if, if you've been... At the bottom. You thought, you thought you were in love, mm. and then you get crushed for whatever reason. It was your fault or their fault or both. Whatever. Like, there's something that happens, you know, and it sucks. And but you've learned the ugly, taste of this and that. You know, you have to go through it. So that's my biggest fear. But I also hope they experience that at least once, you know, and maybe they're the lucky ones that meet their their match early and it's a lifelong you know, love and all that, like in the storybooks. But, you know, we all know for most of us, that's not the case. Yeah, but I mean, it's like failure births success. You know, yeah. it's like a, you got to fall on your face so you know how to get back up yeah. and you know how to get it to the next level. And yeah. to appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, because right? if you never fall, you're going to fall one day. You know, and if you yeah, never fall, you don't know how to like, oh, oh this is how that feels. Yeah. Oh, this is what I got to do. Right. Oh, and like, you know how to go through the motions, but it's like, I tell wifey, it's like we have a lot of discussions about this, about bullies and being bullied, about this and being that. And it's like I tell her, it's like, let them figure out. Let them put their hand to the fire, get burned and realize, oh, I don't put my hand there Mm because this will happen. We can't create a lifestyle of bumper bowling where everything is like curtailed to their success. We got to remove the bumpers, throw the ball and let it lie where it lies. And when so long as we're there, like ultimately as the ultimate bumpers on the sidelines, just watching, guiding them, be like, hey. So look at the pasa por montón. Like you gotta, you gotta realize like that's not what you do, yeah. you know. And that's kind of reassuring because wifey and I, I feel like if you're gonna have a successful like parenting relationship and not even being married together, just a parenting relationship, it's gotta be like you guys gotta be on the same page. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you guys have to have at least the 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 bare the minimum principles like see eye to eye with it. Like hey, this is what we gotta do, or this is how we handle that. Like we don't talk about that. I just feel like it's common knowledge like this is how we take care of our kids like yeah we know what's right and we know what's wrong you know mm-hmm. and I, I think most of it is is not like contradicting each other you know or like what we i know what i've noticed with us if selena says something i i tend to back off mm-hmm. and whatever it is she says i back that up mm-hmm. and vice versa you know and and i think that's probably the the best way that what what we teach our kids is what we model, right? Like the relationship that we keep. Like we, I think there's been like maybe once or twice where we've actually gotten into it, and and I think mostly coming from me towards Selena. But like other than that, like you know, they see what I hope they experience in their relationships. You know, of of being kind and and respectful and. You know, they, they're just watching. It's they're so creatures of habit, bro. Them. They yeah. just watch and learn. See, yeah. What they see and hear from you. You know, they're yeah. that's what they're going to do one day. Damn. How do we talk about getting from pinchy ghosts <laughs> and aliens to how to raise kids, bro? I'm telling you, man, when the wifeys come here, it's like we're on our best behavior and we, we, and we meet and accomplish goals. <laughs> that's right. What else you guys got to share with us today? Anything fantastic? How's the pandemic treating you guys? A okay on the way out. No, we've been good. Better than just, ever. Yeah, just just hanging out, really like focusing on on our home and our kids and the family and you know each other. 
each other. Too. <laughs> Awkward touch. Awkward embrace. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, we were busy for so long, you know, always having all these multiple projects and stuff like that to finally just kind of be in this space of like, I don't know, just calm. Good it's one. been nice. Been embracing it, you know, and, and just really appreciating it. And appreciating the time with the kids in particular, because, yeah. They grow up fast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Damian will be 12 on Sunday, Super wow. Bowl Sunday. A 12-year-old, bro. Wow. Yeah. Last year before a teenager. Yep. Oh, my gosh. It's but, crazy because his birthday's always on, well, typically it's on Super Bowl Sundays. His first birthday was when Drew Brees won the Super Bowl. That was a fun party. With the San Diego Chargers? No, <laughs> the San Diego the, Saints. The San Diego Saints. <laughs> yeah. We all celebrated like it was a Charger victory. Because, I mean, they had, they had a couple of our guys on this squad, bro. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm excited. He's 12. Wow. I'm about to be 12. I'm going to be reaching out to you because I have a, the 8, the 6, and the 3-year-old. And I don't even, I couldn't even begin to understand what it would be like to have a teenager in the house. Oh That's going to be crazy. This guy That's is already a teenager, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Oh, man. Well, he's, fun. he's fun though he's fun like he's, yeah, he's, he's a, a good kid. kid like he you know he's a mama's mama's boy big Aww. time like yeah he's my baby they all are <laughs> i was too <laughs> was <laughs> i still am oh man all right well then let's wrap this bad boy up i'm yep. happy we were all able to hang out and tell some that was a fucking good stories I still don't quite believe, but I, these, all of these things, like, it's like those are some good stories. There's probably a lot more, too. We've, we've probably got a lot more, and I'm sure now that we, we've shared a couple and, and had uh, Veronica come on and, and share her story, mm-hmm. I feel like if you guys have any more, like, shit, we'll touch on a story every episode if that's what it takes just to <laughs> scare you a little bit. But, yeah, I'm a scaredy cat, yet I don't believe in scary shit. So it's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. You believe. Yeah, probably. It's, it's it's a whole affront. It's all affront. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what happens tonight. Cállate los cinco contigo. I want to see what happens at your house, bro. <laughs> Shit. Hopefully that I'm little walk in. Go ahead. Talking to homegirl. Did you ever find out the name? No. No. No, because he he said nah, I, I don't think she's ready to go there. You know. I hope she does. As recently as when? Like two weeks ago. So this is. Con- oh, this no, is you guys have. I mean, it, it's been it's been since we moved into the yeah. house. Like, it's not like it just happened once or twice. Like, it's been consistent. And you've been in this house? It'll be four years. Do you guys have an idea? over three years. Of, like, what, age? I So she when, when like- it first happened, when the stuff happened to me, I looked up, I tried to look up the house, you know, and at one point, it, it seems like that home and, and that those homes in that particular area of Paradise Hills at one point were... Homes where folks that would put, you remember like in the newspaper, there would be those ads of like when things were happening, family announcements, like things like that for our address. There's several of those. It seems like there was people that were in the, in the limelight, you know, or, or had some kind of status enough to be put in the newspaper. Right. So I think there's something there. I didn't find any, like, someone passed away there or anything, you know, out of the ordinary. But I feel like if I were to really dig in, I'm going to find something. Is there a history of foot pulling in your home? Yeah. Oh. Oh, 
Yeah, that was like three weeks ago. Oh, stop. No, we were sleeping. It was like, it was probably two or three in the morning. Why does it happen at two or three in the morning? And we were like, we were, I mean, we were asleep. And then all of a sudden I felt, you know, so I'm laying on my back and all of a sudden I literally, so I'm laying down somebody they grabbed my my right foot, like the top of my foot, like grabbed it and let go. And I woke up because I was like, what the hell? And I kind of look. Nope. You know, and the kids asleep. Kids are asleep. I'm like, all right. Oh I guess I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here, guys. <laughs> so that happened. Oh, yeah. No. But again, like, I feel like I don't want to be scared about it. Right. Like, whatever it is. Cool. Whatever you want to play around. As long as you're not doing anything mean or, you know, horrible, like, I, we can coexist. Like, I, <laughs> that's oh the God. energy I want to give out. Like, I don't want to be <laughs> negative. I don't want to be angry. That's, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And with that, <laughs> we'll put a bow on it. Que duerman con los angelitos, que sueñen cuando todo bien en este mundo. I think when, when we put this one out, we should ask people to listen to it in the dark. They're not doubtful. One candle. <laughs> and it's going flicker, flicker, flicker. Twice. You know it's uh, yeah. uh it, no and it has to flicker three times. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another beautiful episode of the Emo Brown Podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper Dispensary. That is a wrap for this episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican Podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Give us a shout out at Twitter. We're on there too. And at Facebook, for those of you who still use Facebook, we're on there as well. More importantly, give us a visit at EmoBrown.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, all of the merch. There's more merch coming as well as access to the Patreon Club. Join in the Emo Brown Social Club. Don't be a stranger. Pop on in there. Join. Submit. Follow. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Big things are coming.